Well, there goes the neighborhood. What's up, Danny? <laughs> it's quite the uh, quite the excitement to kick off the show. That's so forced. Yeah, so no. forced. And- Things are good. The neighborhood's good here. Um, I don't know about your neighborhood. I just think the neighborhood is ready. Ready for more men seeking tomahawks. Welcome back, everybody. It's Danny Franks, Mama's Fancy Boy. It's your boy, Jack Drastic. And here we are once again to do the thing with all of the stuff. The one thing we're not going to do is press the button again. Made that mistake last week. Again, third time's a charm. Yeah, let's uh, let's just uh, ease off on the button, Dan. Just ease off on the button. You know what I want to ease on to, though? Uh-oh. This is something I Whoa. had a big... <laughs> this is an HR opportunity. Go ahead. Uh, no. Dan is standing up and slowly pulling his pants down. No no, Jeffrey Tubin going on here. Like I, There is a camera. <laughs> there is a camera. Um, Like there is a Santa. There, there is a, a camera, Jeffrey Tubin. Mm. Um. No, one of the things that really brings joy to me and brought joy to me today was uh, is the Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine. Do you love that, or do you not love that? I, I do have I have thoughts on the on the Freestyle Machine. Absolutely, it is something that anytime I go into a restaurant, which you know nowadays it's all takeout for me, and you go in there and if you buy a meal that comes with a drink, and oftentimes I I struggle with it because I don't drink a lot of soda. I don't. I'm typically just water or beer. Those are my two uh, hydration choices. And Mm -hmm. so when I buy a combo and it comes with a drink, I kind of dread trying to pick out what I want because chances are it's not all going to get drunken. Um, But then you walk around the corner and you see the freestyle machine. The next thing, you know, 10 minutes later, I've sampled one of everything in the, in the machine. (laughs) Um, Especially now that they have like zero, like zero everything. So you, you always had Coke zero and then you now have Sprite zero. Yep. And then, you have mellow yellow zero and you have minute made zero like juices. And then now they have like minute made lemonade zero. And then you, you know, you drill down into the minute made lemonade zero and you have like six different flavor add in options for this. So like, like I said, next thing you know, you've spent 15 or 20 minutes and there's like a line of people waiting for you to try all the different flavors, but it's like the best 15 minutes of the day. Dan is the scourge. Of the self-serve freestyle line. As soon as people see him coming, they're like, oh man, just hurry up and get your drinks topped off real quick because this kid is going to be here for a while. I would choose restaurants based on the ones that have a freestyle machine for me to park at for a while. Sounds like you don't like them as much. Like I'm, Uh, and I'm not even a soda person, but like it's just fascinating to me. No, it's cool. It's cool technology and we should spend more time on this some point in the future but i feel as if if basically in a nutshell i feel like when the when the freestyle first came out i was very excited and that excitement dwindled and i don't know i feel like it's because it seems as if there was going to be unlimited like the the possibilities were endless and there was going to be infinite amount of drinks that you could figure out but really once you start scanning through the whole thing a few times, you're like, okay, well, you're out of that flavor and that flavor. So half of them are usually grayed out. And then there's only, there's like Barg's root beer. And I'm like, okay, like, great. I'm cool. But, uh, eh, you know, and then there's like weird orange lime lemon flavored Coke. And I'm like, okay, that's, that isn't, those are options, right? But they're not good ones. It's like, Pokemon, right? Okay, there's 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 like five thousand Pokemon. There's three of them that are kind of cool, and the rest of them are, you know, not so much. I'll have to take your word on the Pokemon, but yeah, I, I can I can see what you mean. So, and now I feel like there's someone curating what like flavor combo options you have when you drill down because yeah. when you open up like root beer, like you know it has all of those weird fruit flavors, but it doesn't give you the option to add you know, grape root beer. Your option is vanilla. That's the only add-in for root beer. But then you open up, you know, Sprite, and you choose your fruit flavor. Like, they have they have them all, but they don't have vanilla because vanilla-Sprite's not a good combo. So at least that's what I ha- that's the options I had today. So I feel like there's some sort of curation. Maybe that's even a, a job. You know, we had the job episode a while back. Maybe that's a new job in, in 
today's landscape is the uh, freestyle Coke curator. It just sounds like somebody's watching out for you, Dan. Somebody, somebody has your best interests in mind, and you need to thank that mysterious unknown someone. Because I have an angel on my shoulder right now, Jack. I don't know if you can see it. It sounds like you're moments away from anarchy. I need, I, I need to keep you. You, you need the blinders on in front of the freestyle machine. All right, back you to you. You can't Jack. trust yourself. So, <laughs> okay, guys, this show is not all about dispensing beverages. I promise. Unless, unless it is, are we just going to change? We're going to call the play and just change the whole. Just throw the script out, do it? Nope. I'm, okay. I'm about out of material there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, what, what, that would be funny. Uh, if, you're, if you're doing open mic night at like a comedy show and your set was about the freestyle Coke machine and you're like just waiting for the red light to come on, but it's still not coming on and you're just trying to, <laughs> just trying to pad that uh, freestyle information. Just uh, What's the deal? You just start like, Naming every flavor combo, just like every soda. And then you got this one, and then you got that one. Tip the wait staff. Well, what we actually are going to talk about, Dan, is a uh, a little life experience that I've recently had, an unexpected one. I've uh, I have taken on a role that I never anticipated myself being a part of. So I need to bounce this information off you because I feel like it's uh, it's been quite a ride already and we're just now getting started. So that's a mysterious tease for you right there, guys. That's, that's what we're discussing this evening. Before we get into that, though, you know what we do here. We give you our odd talks and uh, sandwiched in the midst of them. We also bring you music. And to start off our show this evening, we've got another band from Brighton. I know, uh, I don't know about you, Dan, but I'm keeping tally. And this is our actually our second band from Brighton, England. Uh, this is a little bit of indie folk rock from over there. This is the band The Loose Fits with their song "If I Were Hollow," and it is right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. If I
Loose Fits, If I Were Hollow. A little bit of indie folk rock from over there in the UK. What'd you think, Dan? What were your thoughts? It was good. Um, you know, you, you mentioned it's the second time we've played a, featured a band from Brighton. You know what happens when you play the third. What happens? They have to invite MST over there to do a remote broadcast at their local minor league baseball park. I'm not against it. I just, I don't know if that's actually a, a, an actual possibility, but maybe it is. And yeah, just ask them. They, they've heard of it. You, you, you haven't heard of it because you're not from over there. That's true. It's just Brighton only. That's not like a nationwide rule. Indeed. Well, listen, guys, if you want to hear more from the Loose Fits, or if you'd like to hear more from any of the musicians featured on the program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. So, Dan... It's time for me to open up the diary, give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a looky loo into uh, something I've had going on over here on my side of town. It's something that I never thought I would be a part of. Not, not ever, nothing I'd ever pursued per se, or you know, really thought I'd have any interest in doing. But the opportunity presented itself, and I went ahead and took it. So, I have uh, I have a uh, I have offspring, Dan. I, uh, breaking news: I am with child. Uh, he is a five-year-old little lad, and uh, we are fastly approaching the point in his childhood where he is going to be doing things. And uh, one of the things that he is doing, one of the things that he was signed up for is Little League Baseball, which is awesome. I I love that he, he's been a uh, participant in a number of different sports at this point. Uh, he's, he's done some artistic things. I feel like he's just having a well-rounded childhood, which is a positive. So as we started to sign him up for this uh, little league five-year-olds baseball team. The question was brought to me, would you like to coach? Who brought that question to you? Uh, the, uh, well, it was, it was, it was a part portion of the, the, the log or the, uh, the sign up. It was a portion of the sign up. You register your kid and right there at the bottom, it's like, look, Listen, pal, we need volunteers. Will you volunteer? And so... So everyone who signs up gets prompted with that question? Pretty much. Okay. But you know the, you know the thing, right? Nobody wants to do this. Very few people actually can, you know, given time constraints and whatnot. I find myself at a point where... Although I'm very busy with work, I can carve out time to get this stuff done. And so I said, what the heck? You know, I, I don't want to pass the buck. I know that every parent looks at that question kind of the way that you look at the, the, the point of sale machine at the pet store that asks you every time, do you want to give a dollar to dying doggies <laughs> somewhere in Uganda or something? And you're like, ah, Okay, let's do it. And so, yeah, I, I went ahead and signed myself up to uh, coach my kids' team. And, and I, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm starting to develop a persona or at least a characteristic of a baseball interloper. Like, you know, we, we interviewed a baseball team with very little ability to do so. I've tried out for a baseball team, a pro a pro baseball team, even though I had never ever played baseball. I just feel like an I feel like I have baseball imposter syndrome. And I'm like, you know, what what do you really need to know to coach 5-year-olds to play baseball? So did you have to list out your credentials when you no, when you nothing. And then you had to like really be like, well, I had to do a background check. I went to about a dozen uh, Bears games in Newark. <laughs> uh, did try out. Um, mm. Borrowed some some cleats to try out. 
Been to the uh, just interviewed just interviewed the manager of the Cleveland Rail uh, the Cleburne Railroaders. Um, so learned a thing or two. Really could take some notes. Those are the positives. Negatives. I learned that you have to have chewing tobacco too, uh, to to lead the young men. So like, you know, it's a habit that you've quickly picked up. I'm sure. <laughs> no, that's that is not accurate, Dan. It's was that like practice one or practice two, where you showed them all how to how to take their first dip? How to do some chaw. On the side, on the on the side there. No, no, we haven't uh, we haven't covered off on the chaw, Dan. But uh, this, um, you know, I felt like this was going to be a cool experience. I felt like he was going to give me, you know, my kids. He's at that age where he's kind of a mama's boy. You know, daddy is always, you know, the 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 fill in. You know, it's it's not not necessarily the the top tier talent that he's looking for, but. I felt like it would be a cool experience for us. So I said, what the heck? Now, what is it that I've signed up for here? This is um, this is kind of interesting to me. This is a six and under uh, baseball team. It's, it's a hybrid that they do. It's coach pitch with T-ball. So the coach kind of kneels down, you know, 10, 15 feet in front of the, the player, tosses them a couple, Ultimately, they go right over, zing right by them, you know, at 30 miles an hour. And then we pull out the tee, and then they get to take a few swings off the tee. Uh, very confusing. They, they, they're, uh, they're affiliated with something that you, I think you were familiar with. It's the USSSA baseball. U-triple-S-A or U-trip. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's what, that's what we call it. That's a little industry slang is uh some shorthand there some u trip so when you pitch are you is it overhand or underhand it's overhand okay yeah uh but they but they use the u trip book but they also have their own their own rules and so it gets it's been very confusing because i and i've been like deer in headlights i want to do this well and so i keep reaching out to like the commissioner and whoever else i can get text conversations going with and I'm like, okay, so do we do this? Like, what is this rule number five? And like, oh, we don't really use rule number five. And I'm like, okay, well, then what do we do here? So it's been very confusing and it's caused me some anxiety because I'm like, I just want to do this well. Like, I don't want to do it great. I just want to do it well. And they're like, Jack, listen, we accidentally checked yes instead of no. And the do you want to be the commissioner box? <laughs> so uh, you like, mean the manager or the coach? No, for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, the commissioner, yeah, they, he accidentally checked yes instead of no on, do you want to be the commissioner gotcha. of the league? <laughs> That's kind of it. Yeah, that, there, there's a lot of that. Now, I will say this, because I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to talk too poorly about this, because it's been, it's been an interesting situation so far, and I feel like everybody's trying uh, their best. The thing that I find alluring about this, and it might be the good and the bad of it, is and, and, and maybe you have experience with this, but I feel like at this point, every time I see one of these uh, leagues for, for small children, it's so done up now. You know, it's, it's elite and there's, it's so structured and organized and like there's this, you know, I don't know, like I said, it's, it's, it's elite would be the, the best word I can think of, but I feel like it's, I look at that for five-year-olds and I'm like, why, you know, why is this so polished? And I live in a small town, so I'm kind of glad that it's more on the quaint side. I, I, I really appreciate that. Sort of the, like the, what's the uniform situation here? Cause you can usually tell a lot by how like serious the, the pressure is on these kids based on the uniform. Are we just talking like t-shirts and bring your own pants or shorts? Or is it like all the way, like uniform pants, uniform hats, all of that? Well, I, so I was responsible for getting the shirts. So I went and got, I went to the local small town print shop that does all the little league stuff. And I got like the least expensive thing. Cause all of these kids are about to, you know, they're all kindergartners. They're all going to shoot up in, in size pretty quick, but I got $20, $25 t-shirts, you know, with the, with our, our logo and all that good stuff on them, but they're t-shirts, you know, they're not, they're not baseball style shirts. They're just a kind of like a dry fit, almost like what I guess the pros would wear in batting practice, oh. like that sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think they look slick and I feel I'm very proud of the name. 
So are do you are you watching Ted Lasso by chance? Yeah, of course. Mm, okay. If anyone listening is not, then uh, take your seven day free trial of Apple Television and binge watch it. That that would be a trial well spent. But uh, in the first season, Ted Lasso pulls a, a a player over to the side who's not doing well in practice, and he asks him, "What is the happiest animal on the planet?" And the player shrugs, doesn't know, and, and Ted Lasso says it's a goldfish because goldfish has a 10-second memory, doesn't remember what happened to him 10 seconds ago. So he tells the player, you know, be a goldfish. And I felt like for five-year-olds just now learning a game that is kind of hard to pick up, I felt like that was a really good message. So we are, we are the goldfish, Dan. We are goldfish baseball. Well, it's a cute name for a, a little kid's team, too. You know, no one needs to be the, like, killer hawks or something oh, like that. They are. Dan, oh, gosh. That's the thing. We They are. Yeah. Okay, so that was going to be my next question, because I remember when we played Little League, everything was, like, MLB teams. So, like, you had the, the Rangers and the Orioles and all that, White Sox. But then it seemed like, and this was maybe a little bit after my time, maybe MLB, like, cracked down on that, and then everyone was kind of forced to to pick their own name so then you get a little bit of everything like the goldfish or like like i said the killer hawks so it, this is one where everyone's coming up with their own names or are there some right MLB it's a hodgepodge rip-offs? we've got we've got some rangers and some dodgers but then we've also got uh there's a team called the heaters which is awesome because this oh. is coach pitch you know he heaters Flash indicating that yeah. someone's throwing in the the high 90s or something but it's like <laughs> no no that's yeah. not happening here and i saw and i and i was when on our very first coaches meeting i heard some of these guys talking about their team names and it's like the the slammers and there's just all these real like buff names <laughs> and i'm like i'm like yeah big fan of pogs i guess we're doing goldfish like we are we're going to go the other direction we're going to robert frost this thing and you know, take the path less taken. And, and I like it. I feel like, like you said, for five-year-olds, it just feels lighter. It feels more upbeat. Yeah. And that's, that's the way to go. Like it's, it's so weird, at least to me, I don't want to judge anyone, but like when people take are taking it super seriously yeah. at like such a young age. Um, yeah. Cause we've got our little girl in, in soccer and it's like the most like recreational, just play thing and the whole league it's actually a pretty interesting concept the whole league's idea is it's no tryouts no drafts it's all supposed to be fun the practice and the games are on the same day so you so show up and practice for 30 minutes and then your game is the next 30 minutes and then you're done like that whole concept and to me just like what youth sports should be at least at the, the young age like just embodies that and I'm, I'm really kind of digging that um you know and like she's young and it's just like a bunch of kids running around not really knowing what to do but even as as she gets older i kind of like that idea of it being you know a four fun thing and just like you know building teamwork and camaraderie and you know listening to the coach and things like that but just not worried so much about like you said like being serious about it and slamming it and <laughs> heating it and all, all that stuff that goes yeah. into the the machismo yeah man i uh i think that was maybe some of my aversion to participating as a volunteer or even having my, my kid involved in it. You know, I, you see these YouTube videos and you hear these horror stories about these awful parents. And it was definitely something that had me hesitant up until this point. And so I've got some, I've got some mixed comments about the parent situation. And you know what, Dan, I think we're going to get into that on the other side of this song. How does that work for you? Can't wait. All right, guys. So coming up next, are sports parents insane? And Jack's going to name names, so get ready. Oh, names are names are coming out of this mouth. But first, we started in the UK. We're going to move over to a, a very interesting alt-rock band from Australia. Here we have, for your listening enjoyment, the opinion industry with their latest they're recording this on men seeking tomahawks. There is a topic that we should be up for in a pair. Grab a pencil, get a pencil, 
Australian alternative rock and roll, Dan. That was the opinion industry with their recording this. You know, they say Cleveland rocks, but after that, I think Australia rocks. Can't argue that, Dan. Cannot argue that. So like I said, I wanted to kind of delve into what my experience has been, you know, doing this thing, dealing with the parents, you know, making my way into this. And, you know, when I started coaching this team, I decided that I should give a call to an old friend, our, uh, our talent scout slash sports agent down in Mexico, young Beatty, because he's been around baseball his whole life. You know, his dad was a coach up in the Cape league, uh, you know, so he's, he's had formative. I mean, his whole life has been baseball. So I said, Beatty, what do I do with this? You know, how, how do you do this? And, and, you know, his his response was, they're five. There really shouldn't be any expectations. You know, you have to keep it fun. Try not to teach them anything stupid. But just hope that they learn a little bit and enjoy it. And, and I think that that's important. Because, you know, baseball has got... Baseball's dying. <laughs> Baseball has uh, an old man issue because that's that's who's watching it. And so trying to introduce baseball to five-year-olds, it's kind of a lot of responsibility. I'm not trying to you know put myself on, on a pedestal or anything. I'm just saying that you really have to try to do this the right way because, I mean, it's it's kind of a difficult sport to get the attention of a of a small child let alone even an older one so i'm gonna guess that most of these kids are playing because the parents are like hey we're gonna sign you up for baseball very unlikely that the kids are watching it on tv and say i want to do that right like isn't that always how these things start like either a friend is signed up and then they want to sign up at whatever their friend's doing. They don't even know what this team is, but they want to be on the team with their friend. Mm. Or the parents are like, hey, we're, we're going to do this thing. I'd say it's 50-50, in, in, at least in the, the, the few weeks that I've been doing this with this team, is that some of them, you know, we, in, so, so Dan and I live in North Texas, and the Rangers are still very popular here. And it... it it's it's really sold as kind of a family thing you know you bring the small kids out and it's fun for the whole family deal and i feel like there's i feel like there are those kids that that watch the rangers or watch the yankees or whoever and and they're into it but a lot of them are also what you're describing a lot of them are kids that are like, you know, okay, my mom, my mom and dad are cart me to whatever practice I've got, you know, and, and we're going to baseball and it's, it's fine. But, but, but what it's, what it's taught me is the approach has to be the right, the right way. And so far up to the point of this recording, we've had a total of three practices and one game. So when I first went into the first practice, like I said, I was racking myself with, with anxiety because I just wanted to do this the right way. So I looked up all these different YouTube videos on stretching and, you know, <laughs> what to do with, you know, with, with brand new little leaguers and all this. 
And I was so prepared, Dan, and that practice went so poorly. I, I came home and I was just so defeated because none of the drills, like they were, none of them were age appropriate. None of the stretching was age appropriate. But you, you know? didn't realize that until you kind of got on the field? I had no idea. My kid left the game. Like, I, and this is the thing, like, the parents have been really up and down. I mean, it's been 99% positive, but we're all brand new to this. You know, these are five year olds. None of them have really been playing all that much at all, if, if any. And so the parents haven't really, you know, they're, they're figuring it out just along with me and along with the kids. The first practice I showed up to, it was me virtually by myself with 10 five-year-olds nobody was really like so they just get dropped off or the parents just like park, they, on, park on the phone and no they they hang out in the bleachers you know they're, yeah. they're they were cheering them on and stuff but they were not involved hardly at all in the first practice and it's 100 degrees outside and so we're, we're stopping literally every two minutes my kid told me he retired like for first practice, he's like, I retired. I left. He he went and sat his his teacher, his his kindergarten teacher, her boy is on the team too. And so she he went brought her a glass of water and just hung out with her in the bleachers. And I was like, ah, I can't do I can't do anything about that because I got nine other kids over here that I gotta deal with. So going home that night, I just felt like I was like, I need to quit. I need to get out of here. This I am not I can't do that. Skip town. Yeah. I'm 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 <laughs> Just, I'm just going to douse the house in gasoline and just hit the road. We're done. So I slept on it and woke up and said, you know what? I'm going to try again. And I found, I found some uh, websites that had some really solid advice. And it was all sorts of like, go get hula hoops, go get plastic balls from the, you know, the, the ball pit, that sort of thing. And just jazz it up. And that's what I did. And the second practice, 100% improvement. It was more fun. It was cooler outside. Thank God. Some of the parents realized that I needed some assistance. And so they pitched in, started getting out on the field. And it was, it was night and day. Like the second, it was so awesome to see like that, that change. Cause I, I was, I was, I was, I took it too hard. Let me just put it that way. But I was, I was just not happy with how it went. You had to be a goldfish, though. I got to practice what you preach. Dan, look at you. Sage <sighs> advice, old friend. Sage advice. So, yeah, so you, you guys, you got the whole team lined up. Everyone's hula hooping. Everyone's doing the hula hoop. They're thro- throwing plastic balls into hula hoops. Okay, that's that sounds more like it. Yeah. Um, did you have any? Have you had any run-ins with uh, any parents yet? Like, have you had to take off your jersey and hand it over and say, "All right, you're the coach now, bud"? Almost. So there's there was one parent that showed up, and he he looked. You could just tell that this was not his first rodeo. Uh, big old Bubba had his you know tried and true trusty fold-out chair that he's probably brought to a million different games had a like a his wife was there she had a sun umbrella you know they were they were ready to go and i could just have a yeti yeti in his hand oh you bet you bet there was a yeti and i could just feel him i could feel the glares on my neck you know as i'm just trying my best to keep these kids in some semblance of of organized and at the end of the practice very gruff guy he's like look man and and he just he seemed like one of those guys i feel like tried i tried to give him the benefit of the doubt because i feel like he's the kind of guy that is abrasive but well-intentioned and so he's like look he's like i played college ball kids have all played i've got five kids this is the last one he's getting into it He's like, you got to keep them moving. You got, you can't do anything for more than five or 10 minutes. And then it's got to be on to the next thing. Otherwise they're digging, they're, they're pulling daisies and they're kicking dirt. And literally that's what all the kids were doing at that point were pulling daisies and kicking dirt. And so he was right. And I was like, I, when, when he first started talking, I was like, here it is. Here's me losing my cool and just blowing up, pulling a Tommy Lasorda 
And I was like, uh, did he call you Ponytail Boy or anything like that? No. Why would Listen he call here, me Ponytail, ponytail boy. boy, Dan? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was fine. It was fine. And it, honestly, that guy showed up the the first game we had and was instrumental. Like, he, he helped the kids swing the bat. It was like, I was like, thank God. Like, thank God. He taught you how to throw a ball. Yeah, we, he, he's my dad. <laughs> he taught Jack we, baseball. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we played catch until sundown it was it was a beautiful moment so yeah like that first game after that one good one bad practice i gotta say it is so funny watching five-year-olds get out there for the first time because they have no idea what's going on like i've got all like at this point i have my parent coach army and i'm like just put them just just physically pick them up and put them where they're supposed to go out there on the field, but like they didn't, it was, it was the small stuff, right? It was like the, if a runner is running to a base, you have to either tag that runner or you have to tag the base. No, no understanding of that whatsoever. And so all these coaches are throw it to first. And the kids are just Everyone's like, like, what's first? What does that mean? Yeah. No, no, no idea. Didn't know what a, yeah. Touch the bag. What is a bag? Didn't know. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the some kid hit a ball into the left field literally the entire team ran after it. <laughs> so like, there's no one covering any base. It's like rugby. Yeah, it was like rugby. It's like all, it was hilarious. My kid, uh, he had his first hit, but it was so funny because like, you know, all the kids can kind of hit off the tee. Like they can, they can get that, but none of them can field yet, especially in that first game. And so my kid hit one off the tee, ran to first with the bat in his hand, <laughs> realized it ran all the way back to home to hand the bat to the coach he ran all the way back to first and he still made it safe because none of the kids could catch or throw yet it was dude it was the funniest thing in this league they do a uh they do a seven run max so you can only the game is only an hour and you can only score seven runs once you score seven runs you're done and so we lost but we lost 21 to 7 because they got up three times we only got up two but like once you start scoring there's literally no stopping it's just like you're just gonna run the machine up you know it's so funny man and the kids had a blast you know they we it's 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 so entertaining it's probably one of the most entertaining baseball games i've ever watched because nobody has any idea what's going on the kids are all you know hilarious uh, Did we have any backwards base runners? Anyone run to third instead of first? No, <laughs> no. There was one that actually ran like kind of towards the pitcher, like so he kind of just oh, he charged in the mound, kind of split the difference. Yeah, exactly. He was going after that that thing. The that after pitcher. the coach. Yeah, after the coach. It it was great, man, and I I feel really positive about it. It's going to be a really short season. We've only got six games total, so you know, not much not much time at all. Uh, with the weather getting better too, that's super helpful, but I, I never thought I'd be in this. And I'm, I, I, you know, it's not like it's a big deal. This isn't a big deal, but it is a novelty that I didn't anticipate ever having, uh, any experience with or, or whatnot. You can be one of the dads whose kid quits, but you keep coaching the team because and everyone's like, well, Oh wait, what's that guy's deal? His kid's not on the team. Yeah, I can't, I don't think that's going to be in the cards, but you know, my kid, I don't know. He if might get voted coach of the year. You don't know, or most improved coach. I mean, they'll be like, yeah, he showed up and he didn't know what to do. And, you know, next thing you know, they're all throwing balls through hula hoops every week. You never know. You never know. But, yeah, the, dude, it's it's awesome. And thank God. I don't know if it's just this level or this league or whatnot, but going back to those parents, I mean, like I said, I was I was not excited about having to deal with somebody who thought their kid was the next Babe Ruth, you know, but luckily knock on wood, the, the parents I have with this program have been amazing. They, they really are like everyone has shown up. They've stepped up to, to volunteer, got people making t-shirts, got snack moms, you know, bringing, bringing snacks out every game. And, and no one, everyone's been cool. Cause, cause man, I mean, if, if anything, uh, you see, like I said, you see these videos of these parents. I mean, I saw a video the other day of some parents just 
dogging uh, an umpire at one of these games at this at this type level, maybe not five year olds, but something around there. The guy just quits. He's like, okay, cool. Like ripped up his card and he's like, I'm done. Like, bye. Why, why would you, why would you bring that attitude, you know, to these little, these little kid games? Yeah. I mean, I've seen the videos of like referees getting attacked in the parking lot by parents and stuff. I mean, I think, you know, you start getting into these weekend long tournaments where alcohol is involved with the parents and obviously that makes things worse, but, um, wow. You know, they, this is a real thing now where the the referees and the officials and umpires and all that like there's a shortage of people willing to do that and they're they're paid positions you know maybe not well paid but it's not like it's voluntary like these people are getting paid to do these things but it's just such madness dealing with the parents or dealing with i mean we had the issue on the with the high school football team in texas last year where one of the football players just blindsided one of the referees that was in the middle of the field and like I think the dude went into like convulsions on the field because he just had this, you know, full speed athlete just take him out. So, I mean, it, you know, it's got to start somewhere, right? Like if that's happening in high school, then at some level in the youth sports is where that like starts escalating. So I'm glad it's not quite to that point yet for you, but like you said, it's a real thing and it's, uh, it's, it's madness. So I'm, I'm glad you're, you're avoiding it so far. It's like what I said about the, this, the size and the approach of this league. I think if this league was more, structured more put together it might draw a certain element of parent you know the 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 rabid dog cussing my kid if he doesn't get a hit that sort of thing uh this this seems like it's i i think that's it's not always gonna be perfect you know i i can't get my i can't get the answers the straight answers in terms of you know do we follow rule number five or not you know is it you trip is it the 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 other homemade rules you've got but i feel like on the whole it it's it's better because of that because it's kind of small small town kind of feel to it now you might not remember this but this is not the first time you've been coach jack because uh one of your former uh, students as coach jack is here on the other side of the uh oh. the microphone from you from from our wrestling days and um I'll say like my experience, hopefully none of the, the kids on your team have the same experience, but one of the few times I've ever been knocked out cold was from a, a clothesline at the hands of, of one Jack Drastic. And, um, you know, next thing I knew, someone's like kind of dragging my carcass out of the out of the wrestling ring. I just hope you've uh, you've learned to calm your, your nerves a little bit as a, as a coach now that you're, you know, amongst the youth and really kind of steering steering the future of uh, your, your small town, Texas. Dan, that is that is not cool. That you just what you just did, you basically pulled something as out of context as you possibly could. You're not going to mention your role in having been knocked out. You're just going to mention that I knocked you out. That's that's don't reveal you, the secrets of wrestling, Jack. Oh yeah, let's yeah this, yeah. Let's, you got to protect the business, right? That's what we got to do. Uh, is that your phone? Yeah, man. I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I have no idea why my ringer's on. Uh, shoot, this is, and it's just nothing but a robocall. Oh, okay. You should definitely answer it. Put it on speaker. Maybe we can record a funny telemarketer call, like really give them a hard time. Yeah, good idea. Cool. Why not? Hello? Yes, is this uh, Coach Jack, the head coach of the Goldfish? Uh, speaking? Good, good. Uh, this is down at Tide. My progeny is Confucius Tide. <laughs> uh, hello, Downy Tide. Uh, I don't think I have a Confucius on my roster. Well, of course you don't, you imbecile. Confucius Tide is the hottest free agent currently on the market. A free agent for a five-year-old t-ball league? You bet your sweet buttered biscuits. Now, as I just happen to be Confucius Sports and Music Agent, I am currently taking meetings with the various franchises within your league to determine which organization would be the best fit for Confucius. Is this a good time for you? Jack, tell him yes. Now, just one flaming hot Cheeto minute here. Who is that interloper in the background? This is supposed to be a secure, unmonitored line for a confidential agent ownership conclave. 
Oh, don't worry about it, Mr. Tide. It's okay. I'm the general manager of the Goldfish. My name is... Just call me DeBrickishaw Ferguson. What? <laughs> you expect me to believe that the former New York Jets offensive tackle DeBrickishaw Ferguson is the GM of the Goldfish? Because that's unbelievable. What a stroke of managerial genius. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Tide. Yeah, Jack is a genius. Uh, now tell us a little bit more about Confucius. What is there left to say that ain't about Confucius that hasn't already been said? He's a generational talent, but more like a mega-generational talent. Like if you were to take every person ever referred to as a generational talent, smush them all together, make some sort of generational talent kaiju, that would be Confucius Tide. <laughs> My goodness, that is uh, extremely high praise for a five-year-old. But, you know, we expect nothing less on a roster of the goldfish here. So uh, how's the foot speed on old Confucius? Primo foot speed. Did a little medical tourism last year to South America country, uh, which will uh, remain unnamed, and uh, found a <laughs> open-minded doctor to grab cheetah tendons on the Confucius legs. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that... That might be the most problematic sentence ever uttered on this show, which which is saying something. Yeah. Uh, just just so I know, did this highly dubious procedure actually make him fast? Faster than Usain Bolt. The only trouble we have now is uh, he'll often uh, drag carrion into the trees and snack on it <laughs> on account of the cheetah DNA, of course. Okay. Note, after practice, snack for Confucius. Uh, carry on. Got it. Okay. Downey, can your son hit? As a matter of fact, Confucius still holds the hitting and RBI record at his alma mater school, Bishop Sycamore. Okay, hold on. Now, that's the fake so school. let's get down that... to brass tacks here, boys. What we're going to need to get Confucius tied into a goldfish uniform Demando numero uno. Gonna need premium parking passes for the ballpark from a pickup truck. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we play at a community park with nothing but free parking, so done. Demand numero dos. Confucius will absolutely not be pitcher. At age three, we got him illegal Tommy John surgery. And that throws in the mid-90s, but he's five, so like zero control, you know what I mean? I'm afraid he might decapitate somebody out there. <clears throat> oh, gosh. It, it, this is T-Ball. Uh, none of the kids pitch at this level at all, so even though I don't believe we will be accommodating your demands, we could in this case, but we won't. you'll find that it is I who drives the more harder bargain of them all. For my last non-negotiable, for the services of the goatiest of all goats, Mr. Confucius Tide, we will be requiring that the goldfish players, staff, and management all mandatorily volunteer to be investors and or participants in the latest medically dubious, scientifically unproven Clinical trial slash summer sports camp. This sounds like a win-win. We get in on the ground floor of a huge investment opportunity and our players get the chance to become better athletes. Oh no, you misunderstand the brick show. Everyone will give me the monies and everyone will get injected with the cheetah parts. <laughs> okay, okay, Donnie. We're going to take your offer under consideration and get back to you at just our soonest convenience. Well, don't sleep on this offer, boys, on account of the fact that all these cheetah parts are starting to smell pretty gamey in my fridge. I'll talk to you later. Uh, bye. There goes Gross. Downy Tide. Uh, and on that note, be sure to subscribe to Men Seeking Tomahawks on your favorite podcast app. Become a tomahawk-seeking person by joining the conversation over on social. And to hear more from the musicians featured on the program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. For Dan, I'm Jack. Jack, I'm DeBrickishaw Ferguson. Good point. Bye, guys.